0: sir we promised you a great man God. Yeah. welcome to cheap heat ladies and gentlemen the world's number one sports and recreation podcast and let's just start the show by shouting out rj santillo who's producing this week's show Kyrie is on vacation and RJ is holding it down with 10,000 things to do and still getting it together for us, SGG. Yeah,
1: well, RJ's a pro. So, I mean, true. it's a good point. What else would we expect? He's a pro's
0: pro. In fact, w- the interview that we we're going to end the show with, which is my uh, a nice conversation with Roman Reigns that I just had, we already have a drop from the interview that hasn't even happened yet. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> wow. You want to hear the drop? That is incredible. You, you want to hear the drop? I do. Right, here, here it is. Shout-out
2: to that guy, Greg. Oh, yeah. Shout-out oh, to that guy, yeah. Greg.
1: <laughs> Oh,
2: yeah. Shout-out to that guy, Greg.
0: So you can look forward, Greg, to hearing why that was said uh, at the end of the podcast when we get to the interview with Roman Reigns. But uh, I guess right now, SGG, we'll start out with what's going on
1: outside the ring. Yes. So um, outside the ring, we have to start off on a somber note. Uh, lost not one but two wrestling legends this week. Um, the first was King Kong Bundy, passed away at sixty-one. Um, no details have been released on how it happened, but um, the that it happened is the the thing that's touching everybody.
0: Wait, what's the what's the second one, SGG?
1: Um. Dr. X, who might be a lesser-known wrestler to uh, to the younger generation. Um, he hasn't competed at any WrestleManias. He's really old-timey wrestler. And um, interestingly enough, too, I-, I first heard of him a few years ago. Uh, my boy Isaiah went to a wedding um, up in Buffalo, and Dr. X was at the wedding. And uh, it was the one time that he didn't get made fun of for being a pro wrestling fan in public because they had an actual real live pro wrestler also at the wedding and him and dr x hit it off and um he was a little uh a little saddened by his loss as well so uh, he wouldn't he would not forgive me if i didn't mention uh dr x former awa world champion uh, wrestled all over the u.s and around the world was really big in japan but yeah dr x and king kong bundy
0: rest in peace to dr x um was he he was was he masked greg
1: he was masked. I yeah. thought so.
0: Okay, then then I do know we're talking about. Not to be confused with Mr. X. I believe there's a Mr. X also.
1: I think there is, yeah. But no, nah, this one's Dr. X.
0: I wonder if he changed his name or if there was competing X's. Either way, uh, uh, rest in peace to Dr. X, and we got to spend some time on King Kong Bundy because, Greg, I don't know if this crossed your mind at all, but with all due respect, when I was complaining a few weeks ago about Honky Tonk Man, it's because there are people like King Kong Bundy who are not in the Hall of Fame.
1: Now, uh, I mean, listen, King Kong Bundy main evented the second WrestleMania and like he really terrorized Hogan back in the 80s. So. I
0: mean, I mean, listen, I know Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man had a... Let's not even focus on Honky Tonk Man. It was so perfect this week that they announced Tori Wilson for the Hall of Fame. And then the next day we lose King Kong Bundy, who's an absolute, as, as much as a Hall of Famer, not like, obviously not uh, as much as could be. He's not the highest tier, but in terms of what the Hall of Fame should be there for and the kind of people that should be recognized, he's basically as grade A as you get. I mean, if you grew up, if you grew up on WWF wrestling, he was the first like scary monster heel, you know. It, he of course he had the classic cage match with Hogan at Mania, but he also was part of the Heenan family. Teamed for a long time with Big John Studd. He was on if you go back and watch old prime times, which of course I have been a lot again recently. He's on like every episode. Like he wasn't, you know, Hogan. You didn't. Yeah, that's true. Hogan, you didn't get often. But Bundy to establish how dominant he was was squashing people every week. You you saw him all the time. He was pretty mainstream famous. Had the Sports Center commercial. Appeared on TV shows. Um, yeah, he
1: was on Married with Children. Um,
0: an episode of Married with Children came yeah. came back later. Lost to Undertaker. Um, they had a Mania match.
1: Like, yeah, he stole the urn and they turned it into a gold chain. I thought that was, thought that was kind of dope.
0: I mean, he had, and I actually always thought it was surprising he didn't come back for more stuff because when I would see his shoot interviews and things like that, he, he looked basically the same. Yeah. Whenever I saw him, at least. And I know he was part of a class action lawsuit against the WWF, WWE, a couple of, a couple of years ago. Um, Related to concussions or something to that effect that got tossed. Maybe that soured the relationship. But I mean, definition of a Hall of Famer. Just absolutely yeah. the definition of a Hall of Famer. And it's a bummer that he won't get to smell the flowers. As we've talked, as we, we've said that I think every week now for the last three weeks. And it fits again this week. I mean, he was, he was mage, dude. He was mage.
1: He was. And um, you stopped yourself earlier from saying that he's like a Hall of Famers, like as much of a Hall of Famer as anybody. But, I mean, I would I would support you if you had went all the way with that statement because you think about his era, right? Um, when we think about Hall of Famers, we tend to run down accolades in these days because there's a lot of titles and everybody has a chance to get their hands on a title multiple times. But um, back then, just him being the monster heel foil to the babyface champion for as long as he was is enough to push him into that upper echelon because he wasn't going to get a championship. Um, He wasn't going to get an extended run. That was for the babyfaces. And, you know, maybe heel tag teams got to hold on to the title for a little bit. But um, but he did just about as much as he could do for his era and is remembered for it. So like you said, yeah, he his place is there, should be there.
0: He'll get there one day, but I'm bummed that he won't be there to see it. Um, really could move. You know, the avalanche was an awesome, awesome finish. Um, key part of the Heenan family. Just scary. Me and my brother were just scared of him as kids. I mean, <laughs> King Kong Bundy's a name that people know, man. It's a, it's, it's not as mainstream as Andre the Giant or Hulk Hogan, certainly, but, It's up there with the Bobby the Brain Heenan's and names like that. You know, he was really a well known, really a well known superstar and played just a pivotal role. So, and then of course, you know, we always talk about the WrestleMania three six man tag with the little guys and Hillbilly (laughs) Jim. Yeah, 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 it's true.
1: It's so true.
0: What did he? Oh, and I think he had S. D. Jones on WrestleMania one. How many? How many? How many people were on one, two, and three?
1: And like memorable, memorable moments, and you know, really integral roles. Not too many people can say that. And um, just to support something you said earlier too about him being like the first scary guy. I'm a little bit younger than you, so he doesn't necessarily apply for me. Andre is the guy for me, who was like the first super scary dude. But yeah, Andre was. I started watching just when Andre turned heel before that King Kong Bundy was, was that monster that was just running around.
0: Yeah. Rest in peace. King Kong Bundy Atlantic city, New Jersey's finest really did a really was a great superstar. Um, all right. SG, What else? Uh, I, I assume we, we you're going to go right to more bad news about Tommaso Ciampa.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to get the bad news out of the way. And then, just head on to, to news. Tommaso Champa's injured and will have to vacate the NXT title. Um, I believe he already had neck surgery. And they're saying that that's going to keep him out for at least six months, possibly a year. Hopefully, not more than a year. But um, it really all depends on rehab um, at that point. But yeah, Champa's injured and had to. will have to relinquish the title. And um, I know some episodes of NXT are, are taped that should get us through probably really close to takeover. So I don't know what they're going to actually end up doing, but, um, but yeah, he's going to be out
0: real bummer for the time in his career, the time he's put in and the timing of it. This is like, I don't know, man, you know, things happen in life that are really hard to understand why they happen when they happen or why they happen at all. And, uh, I don't know him well, and but I just feel for the guy. Uh, timing wise, um, really, really stinks. So, yeah. Um, send our best out to him, and uh, I'm going to ask Roman uh, if he has any advice for Tommaso Champa later in the show.
1: Yeah. Um, and then in in just, I guess you would call this news. We touched on it earlier. Tory Wilson was announced for the WWE Hall of Fame. What was the response
0: like that to that, SJJ?
1: I think it was a lot of confusion. Um, yeah, people were just like, what? Why? Uh, nobody really... I, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the response has been very um, lukewarm. No titles, correct? To her. No titles. Um and it's, it's so funny too, because in her, in her video, um, there was next to no wrestling.
0: I mean, they barely, that was the part that really took me back. I was like, there's no wrestling to show. I mean,
1: it was a lot of bikini, bra and panties, uh, um, you know, a lot of media appearances, which I'm guessing that is why she, Went to the Hall of Fame or is going to the Hall of Fame? I guess because they feel like she is one of the women who, um, in that era when women weren't necessarily getting too many opportunities in the ring, she created opportunities for them outside of the ring. So maybe that's. Would you put enough would you would to, you put
0: Sable in before Tori Wilson?
1: <sighs> um, I don't know. I mean. Because when I think about Sable, I just think about that Playboy cover that she had and maybe not anything else. So she, Sable was definitely more popular than Tori Wilson, but they had a whole reel of Tori Wilson that, like, you know, Regis and Kathy Lee, the Today Show, this place, that place, Sports Center, all over the place. But I mean, and I think she also did Playboy.
0: But Stacey Keebler, you would think ahead of Tori Wilson for sure, wouldn't you?
1: For sure. Especially because Stacey Keebler had, like, that run where she was dating George Clooney and was just in the media for eating pad thai. <laughs> you know? and, well, and, so like,
0: and she was, and she was definitely more over when she was with the company. Yeah, um, definitely
1: got positioned more prominently.
0: So I, I, it's just, I, I, I'm listen. I, Tori seems like a lovely person, and um, she was definitely popular. But it just seems like a seems like a strange choice given everything that's going on with the women's revolution that there could have been um, some other things that might've made more sense. But listen, I'm I am not, the I'm certainly not included in the conversations on who goes to the hall of fame. So, but then when the next day I saw King Kong Bundy died, it was just like, Oh damn.
1: Yeah. And I didn't realize that he wasn't already there. I think somebody said it in the group chat and I was just like, stop playing. And then he's not, he's really not there.
0: Yeah. All right. What else, what else you got? sgg
1: um, I don't know if I want to chalk this up to repug news or what. So I'm just going to call it news. Okay. WrestleMania 36 is officially headed to Tampa, Florida.
0: All right. Okay. Um...
2: WrestleMania 30, right
0: here. Um, Hoganland.
1: Yeah. What you gonna Speaking do up, Hulkamania. when Hulkamania runs wild on you?
0: And, all, and, and the collective WWE Universe said this.
1: I see. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was all over the promotion for it. Um, Yesterday, he opened up the press conference and then... Oh, oh saw, he did? I uh,
0: didn't even know that. I didn't see the press conference. He opened it up, huh?
1: Yeah, he opened up the press conference. Um, it was him. Uh Roman Reigns was there. Charlotte. Um, Triple H of course. And then obviously, you know, they did media for it running around and like I'm so disgusted by the picture floating around, like I don't even he was at a boys and girls club in Tampa and it's it's Hogan giving like an anti bullying speech to a group of young black kids, black and brown. Just like I it's not that shouldn't be part of the rehabilitation. You know what I mean? There's steps for him to get there, and they jumped right to that step. And then it's it's not a good look, if you ask me. I just – it's sickening.
0: You, you are not the person I figured would be the most excited about um, this particular WrestleMania going where it is. As far as the actual location goes, they have a, a stadium that's a kind of cool stadium. It'll be pretty yes. it'll be pretty warm um you know I won't mind I won't mind a trip to Tampa um
1: well that's the that's my only thing though I don't know what else there would be to do in Tampa you know what I mean like I like to go early wrestlemania week do some sightseeing I don't know what and maybe you know there are people who can educate me more on that I'm happy to hear it but like yeah, I just don't know what else would be down there for me besides. WrestleMania. Yeah, although, although. Some folks.
0: Yeah, although it's weird. Sometimes I like the places with not that much to do. It, it kind of makes it easier. At least it can make it, it can make it easier for going to events and things of that nature. It's going to be interesting to see how New York plays. But, um, yeah, 36 in Tampa. I mean, listen, it's a random number. 36 is right in the middle between 35 and 40. So it's not a special number and not a particularly exciting place. So it kind of goes. Um, but uh, what else, SGG?
1: Um, Jim Ross announced that his he's going to be leaving WWE when his contract expires at the end of March.
2: You're hurting me.
0: I I was surprised by how much news this was, considering I didn't even realize he still had a contract.
1: <laughs> well, he signed one a couple of years ago that was like, the role was sort of ambiguous, but they did say that it would include... Um, him doing doing some announcing, some play by play on select matches at select shows, and they did bring him out for a couple of big ones. I think the contract started right around um, Mania, the Mania in Orlando. What was that thirty
0: three? Yeah, it was. It was when it was,
1: Roman fought Undertaker.
0: Yes, and he came out and did that, and he, and he did a few things. And listen, it's interesting. I'm just I'm impressed by how much news play he got out of it to help you know promote everything he's doing. Because though he's one of the greatest icons of all times when it comes to wrestling broadcasting, he's just not currently particularly prevalent on the WWE side. So it was Yeah. It was an interesting it was interesting that it got so much play, if you know what I mean.
1: Well, I mean everybody's on AEW watch, so I think that helps too. You know, him saying him being the one to say that he's gonna leave WWE when his contract expires, even though he's already had this conversation with Vince McMahon and the powers that be over there. Him being the one to say that he's gone, I'm sure made everybody's ears perk up a little bit. And they're like, okay, so are you going to head down to Jacksonville? And um, I guess the answer to that is we'll see. I have no idea what he's planning on doing. I'm not even sure he gave it any thought. But um, that's at least what's happening on the internet for sure. With everybody whose contract expires or uh, requests their release, everybody's expecting them to go to AEW.
0: You know what You know what Vince McMahon said when he found out the news?
1: What's that? I see. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right,
0: Greg, anything else? There, there can't be any more news. That has to be all the news.
1: No, you are absolutely right. And this is why you are a pro at this. <laughs> you knew there could not be any more news. We can go right in to the week that was in professional wrestling and take us right up to Fastlane.
0: Well, yeah, I guess we might as well just break down Fastlane and see where it takes us. Um Because I think it'll cover everything that needs to be covered. First of all, shout out to Randy, a regular listener and supporter of the show, who sent me a bunch of Batista drops. Now that Batista is back, we have some new new Batista sound for when we bring up Batista. So actually, we can start there, SGG. Batista did not appear on Raw this week in Philadelphia. They teased it. Instead, he did an Instagram video, and the word is Batista will be in Pittsburgh. I came back to be WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And I earned the right to do that by winning
1: the Rumble, Royal Rumble.
0: That's
1: right. <laughs> no, I could said stoop to three, John, Lina, months John months. Cena's low level.
0: Did you catch that one, on SGG? <laughs> I did. I did. If you missed it.
1: I, mean, I could stoop to John, Lena, John Cena's low level.
0: And the last one, this is a clip they probably will not air on television very often. Keep on kissing babies and hugging
1: fat girls. I don't think they'll play that one. <laughs> I don't even remember that one.
0: Me neither, but I am happy Bautista is back. <laughs> I am excited to see Batista. He, he, he may be what I'm most excited about. It's no one. He has one of the... Batista is one of the all-time turnarounds in the history of my interest in wrestling. When... Yeah. When I first got back into it in 05, G for several years he just did nothing for me i was like oh this is just what a new wwe star looks like they're just like big and jacked and like i don't get it and then as it went on and he got more comfortable in the character and became a bad guy and it, it maybe it was when he destroyed ray mysterio that might have yes
1: that, i was gonna i was gonna ask you because that's what did it for me it turned me around on him i was like oh my god, this dude's badass.
0: Yeah, that, I think it was him destroying Rey Mysterio. That and this. Keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. But that, when, once Batista completely became bad Bautista, uh I was in. And then the way he got fired by Bret Hart with the wheelchair, and now every time he's around, I just find him very entertaining. He's had an incredibly successful run uh in Hollywood. So, I'm psyched to see what I'm psyched to see what happens on Monday and he's he's both great on the microphone and apt to give you something like I, mean, I stupid John Lena John Cena's low level <laughs> so you also don't know what you're going to get. So we'll likely see him Monday in Pittsburgh but we didn't get it this past Monday. Um SGG um but well obviously when you talk about Fast Lane well, let's just start the card and and we'll go piece by piece. Take us through it.
1: So, to start the card, we got a match that I don't think it's going to open, but we're just going uh, to start here. That we was we were um, it was announced on Monday that the Shield will be taking on Corbin, McIntyre and Lashley at Fastlane, the newly reformed Shield.
0: Did you enjoy how they got there? Was it too obvious? What were your thoughts?
1: I. I didn't think it was too obvious. Um uh, I figured they would they would reform eventually, but I didn't see it all happening in one night with Roman um literally putting in the request and then Ambrose being the one to be like, "Nah, I don't know." And then finally just doing it by the end of the night.
0: Um I I kind of like just felt it happening too much. It feels like a little a little bit too much. Like it just I knew exactly where we were going um what, especially once um once you just saw Dean r- r- not leaving but standing in the aisle, I could have lived without that. I could have lived with him just actually leaving and you know coming back um but listen, the fact of the matter is it makes fast lane, which is in some ways a, a nondescript hard per view because it's right before WrestleMania. It makes it interesting 'cause it it likely is, at least in their prime, the last shield match we'll get. And so for that, I, I think it's uh I think it's interesting.
1: Yeah, and um even more than that too, you know, people are gonna be looking for some little cracks in the armor, some dissension among the ranks. Um so that that's honestly part of what I'm looking for, because everybody knows Ambrose is leaving, but now what is, what does that mean for storyline? That's been the one question that everybody's been asking. And now here he is thrust into a prominent storyline. So it's, it's time to break out the magnifying glass and overanalyze everything that happens with Ambrose, Rollins, and Reigns from now until April.
0: Well, it would be so surprising if, if, if it's not him leaving the way, I mean, he has become the Jobert of the Sench recently. I mean, no matter, no matter what he does, he's a Jobert these days.
1: Yeah, I mean, true, although I will say for my official prediction that he's going to pick up the win on Sunday, though.
0: Well, the Shield. Oh, does he have a – Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, the Shield's going to win, but that, that's, that, that'll be it. I mean, then it's beyond that. I mean, he is I, – I hate to say it, but –
1: He's not a winner.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's just recently, and if you're a fan of uh, – That is just re- – If you're a fan of his, you're feeling like this.
2: You're hurting me
1: it's just it's just the way it's been so hopefully he can turn it around hopefully sunday can be the start of his redemption
0: yeah no i mean he doesn't have very long we'll see where it goes between that and wrestlemania but um yeah so we'll get the fast lane match i just i i still don't understand the faction the corbin faction it just seems like you have like drew mcintyre who could be as big as big could be just sort of in a mishmash random thing and
1: yeah
0: i feel both braun and i feel both braun and drew are sort of lost and like it should just be braun and drew shouldn't it
1: uh yeah i agree and another reason why this feels so so sort of forced is because like you said they are all over the place with Drew Corbin and Lashley. You got them feuding with Finn over here, this person over there, and it would be fine if those stories intertwined, but it all feels so separate. It feels like stop and go on each story.
0: Yeah, it's 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 all like kind of weirdly separate. And so it's strange. Um all right, what else we got, SGG?
1: The women's tag titles are on the line. This is the first defense of the newly formed women's tag titles and you got the Boss Hug Connection of course versus Naya and Tamina
0: I am going to go ahead and assume I mean well listen they they in back to back weeks the Boss and Hug Connection won correct Yep Um
1: I think it was a 1 on 1 Oh, actually, I stand corrected. Tamina defeated Sasha Banks this so ba- past week in a one-on-one match.
0: So Bailey won, and Sasha lost. Yes. So they're one and one. I'm going to go ahead and assume, as we as we talked about last week, that this thing has to go for a little while for it to be meaningful, and that's what makes sense. Correct?
1: Yeah, it makes perfect sense, especially because they've had them pop up on all kinds of NXT shows with those titles and they already said it's getting defended everywhere. So um, I think they make it past Tamina and uh, Nia Jax and then um, at Mania, they could be in a fatal four way with women's tag teams from all brands. They could be dealing with the SmackDown tag team, but uh, I think they're going to get past them and continue to make good on that promise of, defending their championships everywhere.
0: I suppose there's a world in which they lose it at this pay-per-view and then win it back on the big stage, but I, am, we're on the same page. I think they keep it also.
1: Continuing with the tag team title matches, we have The Revival versus Rudin Gable versus Alistair Black and Ricochet for the Raw tag team titles.
0: I mean, is anyone being booked as strong as Aleister Black and Ricochet right now? It's hard to picture them losing anything
1: yeah it really is it, it really is um but I'm gonna hold off and say that the revival holds on to their tag team titles somehow because um for one with this being a triple threat they don't have to beat Alistair black and ricochet they don't have to to pin them um, they could do exactly what they did to get the titles which is pin Chad gable and um Alistair Black and Ricochet are in the Dusty Classic. So this is a tag team that we're going to see continue on no matter what. I just find it hard to believe WWE, you know, with NXT having its own tag team champions already, WWE allowing them to become Raw tag team champions and then take those titles to full sale. But who knows? Anything can happen in the world wrestling entertainment.
0: You know what? You're absolutely right, SGG. Anything can happen. And I will say, even though I didn't understand... And I still don't support the way Ricochet and Aleister Black came up and thought it was weird. I am pleased with their with their dominance.
1: Yeah. So are you picking them to be your new Raw Tag Team Champions?
0: No, I'll go, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and agree and say they wait it, that it's not quite yet. I'll go with that too. Okay.
1: And then you have the Usos versus. The Miz, and Shane McMahon for the SmackDown tag team titles. And your thoughts? Oh, my! I mean, 100%. The Usos, right? I mean, this, this is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for Shane and Miz to pick up some L's and then see how they handle that after being on a tear as a newly formed tag team and just winning everything. They even got as far as the tag team titles. So we know how they can handle the win. We know we love them as winners. Let's see how they handle themselves um, as a couple of losers. Is this the way they fall apart? Um, Has to be soon. Has to be soon. Yeah, has to be. Grammy
2: Award winning Tag Team of the Year, Jimmy
0: you forgot when they won a Grammy. It was a good run for them back then.
1: <laughs> Listen, everybody has a Grammy. I, I found out the other day Dr. King has a Grammy. Yeah.
0: What, for um, so- For his record, for when they put out uh, I Have a Dream on 45?
1: Yeah, the, he got it um, posthumously in 1970.
0: I have that record. Um, it's, a, it's a lovely moment in history. What Some would say one of the biggest ever.
1: The Grammy award-winning record. Um, Yeah, so I I mean, I'm sure the Usos, they have bars. They won two battles on SmackDown. I'm sure they have a Grammy. It might not have been televised, but it doesn't matter as long as the hardware is on their shelf.
2: I was so happy.
0: But I do see the Usos continuing on, and I do see the Shane and Miz breakup a-coming.
1: Yes. It's got to be time. Uh, And in a match that I feel, I I think everybody knows exactly how this one's going to happen, how it's going to play out, but you got... Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. If Becky Lynch wins the match, then she will be added to the triple threat match at WrestleMania versus Ronda Rousey for the World Women's Championship. If she loses, it's Charlotte and Ronda Rousey one-on-one.
0: Now, at this point, we have to assume, we have to assume that Stephanie is in bed with Ronda Rousey, correct?
1: Um, I didn't think that. Yeah, I don't know.
0: The way that she was overplaying it on Monday, though, it just, and, and, and then you have the contract, the stipulation that no matter what Becky has to fight, no matter what injury happens, makes it feel like Ronda just comes down and beats the hell out of her. Although that wouldn't make sense because Ronda wants Becky in the match. So maybe, yeah. maybe Ronda comes down and beats the hell out of Charlotte and Becky gets yeah, the win.
1: I mean, this, this whole thing made sense to me up until Monday and then like all of it just went in the trash. Um, Ronda turns heel. There was no reason for that, I, but I guess they're trying to get ahead of her getting booed out of the building in New York, which which is absolutely going to happen.
0: Well yeah and, um, and and yeah she became like a whiny whiny heel and it was interesting they played into the fact they sort of played into her tweets last week when she basically buried the wrestling business.
1: Yeah. And then she did it again some more on YouTube. She was like, you know, wrestling's fake. Uh none of these women can touch me in real life.
0: I I got um, I got to tell you I'm she, I got to tell you I'm not a fan of that.
1: Me either cuz cuz then when she's getting hit and she has to sell is she just not gonna sell at Wrestlemania what is that gonna look like and um it it's playing to like the worst so this is all fake and then like, oh I was pretending so that means that you being the champion means what why now why should we care if it was all fake and like this is a stage play and you're just a character in a play but now you're the only one who's not a character and everybody else is playing
0: right, but we're supposed but that to... that
1: makes you so tough,
0: right? It's very confusing to me too. Yeah, I I don't know why that's the route she had to go. I it, it almost seems like she went way too far, and now we're just sort of they're stuck left to deal with it because
1: yeah, and
0: it was way od,
1: yeah, and I, I really hope they clean up this mess because I, I've been. I've been saying it. I've been I haven't been saying it too vocally, but I've been feeling this way since January and it's like if this match does not go on last, it will be because Ronda's pulling people in the wrong direction. Like how, why why do I care? Why should I care about this match if she's calling it fake and like just blatantly calling it out?
0: That's very strange. What
1: is she doing to get me invested in it? Like nothing. What do, For that? Just get it out of the way, and then I can enjoy the rest of the show.
0: And how do you end up viewing her time here? If she really does like leave after WrestleMania, if like she went on this great run and dominated the whole thing, and then called it all fake and left, how how do you then view her? Like, I just yeah, I just I, mean, I just wonder behind the scenes what people were thinking about that. Like, yes, it's cool in terms of blurring the line, but it's actually very WCW like. To be doing that, to be going that far, you know, it's like Eric Bischoff, yeah. it's like Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff being involved in matches. Hold on, guys, there's another there's another crime near that Eye Greg's house. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I can't imagine anyone who loves wrestling really felt good about someone who's been in the business for like a year, year and a half burying the business like that. And yeah. and my response would be like, "Hey, you should probably stick to WWE because when it came to quote-unquote real fighting, all you do is get your ass kicked."
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't think we're allowed to talk about that. Oh. At least not with her.
0: Right. Sorry. <laughs> Cuz she's just allowed she to t- she's allowed to talk about wrestling, but wrestling's not allowed to talk about her.
1: Right. And the assumption that just because um some of the wrestlers haven't fought in MMA that I mean you never know that was the whole point of of the fights they set up those fights Ronda got positioned as like the most dominant woman because she dominated the people that they put in front of her but you don't know how some of these wrestlers will perform with that same amount of training in there like it makes no sense
0: real quick guys but, um, real real quick I gotta give a big shout out to 4 com. maybe you're dealing with a bald spot situation lord knows I've been there uh, or you're a hairline situation. Um, some that's me. See some sort of situation that you don't know how to deal with. You're embarrassed. It's tough. You're not. Just don't know where to go to get the answer. ForHems.com is where you go. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and other wellness supplements for men. Okay, they make it super easy. You can talk to people, real doctors, with medical-grade solutions. They connect you with real people without you having to go to some office, all right? There's no whack, you know, snake oil pills or gas station supplements. This is real deal, prescription solutions, backed by science, no waiting room, no awkward person-to-person. It's a way to just get it done privately. And right now our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five dollars today while supplies last you got to go to the website that's forhims.com slash cheap fourhims.com slash cheap and check it out man fix your problem get yourself right get your hair link hair hairline, hairline game strong forhims.com slash cheap check it out all right SGG, let's keep getting through this car because we still got we got a big I got a big mailbag we don't have that much time. We got Roman Reigns on the show. There's a lot to do.
1: Well, as we continue on, um, there's the SmackDown Women's Championship: Oscar versus Mandy Rose. And I'm going to go Asuka, even though Mandy Rose has been positioned um, really well lately. She she beat Naomi in like 30 seconds. Yeah, that was crazy.
0: That was uh, that was shocking. That really sunk that really sunk Naomi on the Black Power rankings this week.
1: Yeah, I mean. It's hard to come back from that.
0: Tough pill. I hate to see it happen. Tough pill to swallow for the Black Power rankings for Naomi. There's no doubt.
1: Yeah, I hope she had a good Black History Month because Women's History Month (laughs) starting off a little bit rocky for her.
0: And we record this on International Women's Day. um, And that's not how you want to do it.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. And, I mean, it's not her fault. But um, I guess WWE has to build up Mandy and make her seem like some type of a threat and a win over a former champion after also pinning the current champion is a good look for Mandy helps sell the match. But um, I think she's still not quite ready for Oscar. So I'm going with Oscar.
0: I, I agree too. And also shout out to my friend Ballard who was over when that match was on. And he said, who's that? And I was like, Oscar. And he went Oscar. And I was like, no, no, no Oscar. <laughs> it's still real to me. Damn it. <laughs> but I agree. Mandy's getting, she's getting there. And she's clearly getting the push, but uh I think it's still Oscar time. It would be a weird I don't even know what you would then do at WrestleMania. It, it would be strange. I assume it stays on Oscar. Or Oscar, depending yeah, on how you saying. It
1: has to <laughs> it has to. I don't know who she's gonna be up against, but it has to stay where it is. And um and finally, for the WWE championship, we have Kevin Owens versus the new Daniel Bryan.
0: Well, I certainly hope Daniel Bryan wins and somehow we get back to Kofi Kingston. I don't know how it is we get there. My guess is a returning Sami Zayn. Could it be?
1: Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. I, I think the title has to stay on Daniel Bryan's waist. And um, Sami Zayn makes sense as a way to get KO out of that title picture and get us to something with them which we know they can deliver and then something with Daniel Bryan and Kofi um, to keep us entertained on Smackdowns through Till I'm going with Daniel Bryan.
0: Yeah, I will go with Daniel Bryan as well. I'm not sure if it's Sami Zayn, but that's what my guess is. Um, and now, without any further ado...
1: Oh, black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. And I'm black, y'all. I'm black and black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo. Because I'm black, and I'm black. Yo, I'm black, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. Take us to it, SJJ. Speaking of Grammy winners, in at number three. The Street Profits. Um, We didn't touch on this at all, but this week's NXT was phenomenal. They ran through the entire first round of the Dusty Classic. This year's Dusty Classic. You had the Street Profits in a match. Um, They came up on a losing end. So that's a little bit sad. But um, their match with Mustache Mountain is definitely must-see. The whole hour... Is must-see. Um, Would you go as far as saying it's mustache-see? Yeah, it's mustache-see. <laughs> oh, God. That was such a that was such a dad that joke. That was really, really,
0: yeah. really terrible. I apologize. Yeah,
1: I, I pop for those. And Linda will tell you, i I pop for those corny jokes. So crazy. Um, but, yeah, they're coming in at number three. In at number two, um, it's R-Truth, who was also on a losing effort. He uh, initiated the United States Open Challenge and then – Similar to last week where we had that really fun um, triple threat match, uh, one of my favorites in a while. We got a really fun fatal four way match that saw Samoa Joe end up walking away. Joe, with Joe, the championship. Joe. Joe, Joe. <laughs> yeah. It was something subtle that R Truth did too. Like when the crowd was chanting Joe as he's coming down the ring, R Truth was like, no, no, no. <laughs> to the same beat. I thought that was hilarious. Unfortunately, he lost the title, yeah. but it's um, still enough to put him in at number two on this year, this week's Black Power rankings. In at number one,
0: I already know it. I already know it.
1: What you gonna do when Hulkamania <laughs> runs wild on you? Oh. <laughs> no, no, this is the Black Power ranking, uh, not the Whack Power rankings. In oh, oh, at number okay. one,
0: all right. Who is that? Yeah, in at number
1: one, we got Ricochet and Alistair Black. Who? Yes. Um, like you said, they're on a tear, and it continued this week. They, they beat The Bar, former SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um, they were fingertips away from getting their hands on the Raw Tag Team Champions, and they advanced um, in the NXT Dusty Classic. So they are, right now, the dominant male tag team across all brands, Headed into a championship opportunity this Sunday, it's hard to put anybody else above them for this week's Black Power rankings.
0: There you have it. Yeah, they have been phenomenal. Shout out to both those guys. And without any further ado, SUG, we keep things moving, getting to mail. All right, James writes us and says the subject is unsubscribed over Tony Statless new new day is number 3 faction behind the shield and evolution is absurd. I'm replacing y'all with not Sam until you start d- drug testing Greg. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, Mike Fox writes us his subject, by the way, ma ma mail. Greg's repug rankings. SGG's faction rankings list was absolutely repug. The four horsemen had too much filler in quotes. Meanwhile, SGG's number two faction. Paul Roman the Horseman over Wolfie D in the nation. Enjoying myself. Mike in Philly. Um.
1: Nah, that's not, not that's not canon, yo. Wolfie D is not canon. That's a different nation.
0: Let's see if anyone it's else. Different
1: nation, di- different type of domination. I'm talking about, <laughs> you know the nation that I'm talking about, man.
0: Hold, there's, there's more SGG coming your way. Uh, Male. Very important question for SGG. When are you going to put Javen Temptation Island in the Black Power Rankings? <laughs> only guy to stay all season. Hashtag Black Men Don't Cheat <laughs> from Jacob. <laughs> I have not I think, watched Temptation Island, he, but I appreciate the reference.
1: I think, I think he meant to say the only guy to stay faithful all season. And it's true. Black men don't cheat. I have faith in Javen since day one. Because on the first episode, he was the only one that was scared of his girl, and that was—I feel like that was a little bit of respect in there, mostly respect, but it came out as fear. And then you see they are the only couple rocking strong. So, so definitely honorable mention of Javen. He's gonna—he's gonna get his respect from me all season. Because the rest of them boys on Temptation Island, Rosenberg. When you fire that up, there is there's a kid named Evan on there. Evan is a wild boy. That's all I'm. I'll just leave it at that. All right. Evan is wild. All
0: right, well, that's enough. I think that's all the time we have for Temptation Island this week. <laughs> <laughs> now here's a mail. Here's an email that's going to get me upset. Mail. Fernando writes us and says, two weeks ago you mentioned how upset you were at knowing what Ro- that Roman was appearing on Raw and WWE's lack of surprises. I personally had no idea until you mentioned it on Cheap Heat. I've been a loyal Cheap Heat listener since 2013, my first ever podcast when it started on Grantland. I hate to say it, but my favorite version was you, Brian Campbell, and SGG. So much fun and lighthearted. Long story short, I don't think the WWE stories hold up to the scrutiny that yours or any other podcasts bring. Spoilers, jumping ahead in storylines. I long ago dropped Shoemakers and Brian Campbell's podcast. Bummed and reluctantly, I'm unsubscribing from Cheap Heat. Thank you very much for all yours and Greg's hard work. Stay mage. Fernando Yama. This is a repug. I don't even understand. I don't either. I don't. I'm going to reply. I don't even understand this. But hey. Hey so is he mad that we that we scrutinize or that we spoil things because we don't spoil things we don't talk about things before they happen the point is you should have watched yeah, the show
1: know. I do not know <laughs> I, eh. that doesn't even make sense Goodbye, to I guess
0: you. um this one's a lot I don't know if we have time for that one all right Connor writes us
2: m mail
0: Dear Peter and physically strong one, I'd like to go on the record now and say that Nia Jax will win the men's battle royal at Mania. If true, do you think this would be major or pug? Keep up the great podcast. I don't watch the show much these days, but I always make sure to listen to Cheap Pete. Stay up to date. Connor in Northern Ireland. Um, I could see it. I think, think it would be mage, too. I think they've sort of backed away from that a little bit. But I could see it, and I I would find it Interesting. I think it's something interesting to do with with the battle royal because often it's kind of throwaway. Uh Michael yeah. Michael writes us m- 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 mail. This week's Monday Night Raw was definitely a strange one. While I really enjoyed the realism and emotion of Triple H's promo, I thought it was kind of weird for him to break the fourth wall, talking about how his inevitable upcoming match with Batista by stating this rivalry was not about characters. I gave that a pass because I love the promo. But then Colin Jost flat out asked Braun if WWE is even real. Guys, <laughs> we all know it's a work, but I like to suspend disbelief while watching the product. Has WWE ever had a show like this where they blatantly admitted it's all work? And he didn't even mention Rhonda.
1: Yeah, no, he didn't. Rhonda's the most egregious uh, example of that. Did it also? Because at least Jost got yoked up and they held them there for throughout the duration of the commercial break.
0: Did it also leave a sour taste in your mouth? Thanks, guys, and stay mage, Mike. The, the whole Michael Che, Colin Jost thing d- did not thrill me, Um probably because they literally have the job I would want to have at WrestleMania of special correspondent, <laughs> and, right. and let's be honest, Colin was pretty bad the whole show. Yeah. Like, Colin Jost is a guy who I'm not saying is not talented, and everyone who gets that desk always goes on to do lots of stuff. But, like, it just doesn't translate to other stuff. Like, it was, he was corny. He, he was not funny. Che was fine, but, like, Colin was not good. I, I, and, nah. and, like,
1: do couldn't even rock a, a Mets hat
0: and, properly. And I just don't know what bringing in SNL people really does for the WWE audience. But,
1: there was a for lot. For the audience, yeah, I don't think it does anything. But for the WWE, I think it makes, it gets mainstream um, NBC, press. NBC, Universal, very happy. Yeah, it gets the mainstream press and all of that. Bo
0: writes us.
1: Ma 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 mail
0: The blasphemous statements of SUG putting the New Day and the Shield over the horseman is hearsay to the religion of professional wrestling. I'm okay with Heresy. different... Thank you, hearsay. Um... Uh, I, I don't speak English. I am okay with different opinions, but not ridiculous <laughs> statements like this. This is a list that would come straight from WWE corporate, putting over their own creations, not from an educated fan like yourself. Bo is actually angry at you, SGG.
1: Yo, I do not care. I said it last week, and I said it again, and I will continue to say it. Too much filler in the Horseman. If you have to think about which version you like and, like, leaving off members and blah, 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 then you gotta admit that is an admission that there's people bringing down the average. Meanwhile, New Day, um, the Shield, Evolution—it is what it is. It's complete. It's put together so very well that you don't have to do that. You don't have to make any caveats.
0: Uh, I, I, I though I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I do under I do think that's decent logic in terms of percentage of relevance of each member. Um, last one, Frank writes us mail. Please for the love of God, let Brock beat Seth. Pete and SGG, I'll keep this short and sweet. If I have to hear Michael Cole call Seth Rollins the beast slayer after he beats Lesnar, I will be physically incapable of watching Raw anymore. As him screaming like a lunatic during half the entrances drives me up the wall. Go Brock <laughs> go Brock go. Stay mage and enjoy yourself, Frank. If he wins, he definitely is the beast slayer
1: male i I do think and maybe this is me getting ahead of myself because we haven't even begun to do our wrestlemania predictions but i do think brock is going to get past seth because you know if you have becky kofi and seth one of them is going to end up being a heartbreaker just how it is and i'd I'd rather seth and last any of the other two
0: i think that's a good point and and lastly from brandon mail uh what's good rosenberg make a quick suggestion what do you think about watching a great fast lane match during the next podcast to get us ready for the pay-per-view uh be blessed thanks brandon that's not a bad idea maybe we'll do that if there's a really great match maybe we'll do a little watch along and break down that match now sgg we got to put a bow on this thing because it's time to talk to roman reigns
1: oh yeah then the big dog don't wait for nobody Shout out to that guy, Greg. So, SGG, oh, yeah. d-
0: enjoy the pay per view this weekend and do me a favor and stay mage.
1: Oh, yeah. And please send me that drop. I need Keep that on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. That's,
0: no, not on International Women's Day, Batista. I, mean, I could stoop to John to John Cena's low level. All right, that's better. Ah, oh, ladies and gentlemen, a cheap heat exclusive. Uh, been a little while since I've had this guy on the podcast, and uh, unfortunately, been too long since I've seen him. He's back. He's back, y'all. Roman Reigns. Roman, thanks for joining
2: me, man. Uh, thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Of course, anytime. Um, so, look, where, where do we start? I, I want to kind of go back with you. I was totally caught off guard, um, when your original announcement about leukemia came. Um, at that point in your life, when you made the announcement, how prevalent was the leukemia in your life in those in la- last several years leading up to the announcement that it was back?
2: You know, it's something, when I, when I was younger, uh, you know, at the age of 22, when I was first diagnosed, it, it obviously was a major thing, and then, you know, we were able to push it into remission, and everything was good, you know, and I was able to do my thing, and, and just slowly over the past couple of years, I, I could feel... I felt still good, you know, obviously to be able to, to do what we do. You you've been, you know, in our in our system. You you've seen uh what it takes, you know, to to be able to do what we do with our schedule and our travel and being on the road. Uh so I, I knew yeah man, you're fine, this is just the way you feel when you work, you know, damn near three hundred nights a year. Uh that's just a part of the grind that, you know, Cena feels the same way. Rock feels the same way. You know what I mean? Stone Cold tells the everyone who's on top feels this way. That's that's what having a full plate feels like. Uh and then, you know, we, we did our, our blood work that we always do year, yearly and that's when the bad news started coming in and I knew when I saw the doctors, you know, when it when it was when the refs told me, you know, opposed to going to T R you need to go see uh you know, go to the go to the training room, go see the doctor. That's when I knew, okay, usually that doesn't happen until something serious. So that's not something you just, oh, I'll be there in a second. You, you get your ass over there. So that's where it kind of, it got very real again.
0: Did you, did you specifically, cause I've interviewed you many times over the years. It's never come up. Was it specifically something you didn't like to dwell on? Is it sort of like a, I don't like putting the energy out there. What was sort of your thought process? Cause to many of us who have covered you or know you, it, it was, uh, it was a surprise. Was that is that a conscious thing that you didn't talk about it much?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, um, it, it I was pretty insecure about it. You know, I, I didn't want people to ever think. And, and I, our business is a business of popularity and relevance. You know, and I didn't, and I still to this day, uh, it slightly makes me a little uncomfortable. But that that's just kind of you know what I have to deal with and what I have to get past. But. I just never wanted people as a performer and never wanted people to think that I was using this as a vehicle to get over, so to speak or or get attention. you know it, it, I've always wanted my performance and my work ethic and my talent to speak for itself, and that's why i, I always grinded the way I did, and I always just kept my head down and i you know this is a business where we're taught to just be a worker, make it work somehow some way. Just be easy and knock it out, you know, just be able to get the job done without any, you know, any hitches. And that's just kind of what I trained myself as a professional and as a, you know, a a top end performer that that's what I felt like how I should act. And, you know, I should, you know, work my way into the respect. And I just didn't ever want to play with that. And it was tough for me because I knew you know, I, it it felt in a weird way, I was being selfish because I knew if I did tell some people this, if I did share this story with some people, it would be a great, you know, a great deal of hope, a great deal of inspiration that I could possibly be able to lend out to people. But I just always wanted, you know, especially with my, my lineage and and my family history, I've always wanted my performance to be respected. and, And that's just kind of, you know, what I've always hung my hat on. And, and the inner lining of me, I, I never really shared it, you know, or, or told anybody my perspective on it. I just was hoping it would be translated through my hard work. Um, but that's kind of where I stood as far as that.
0: Did, initially, was it doctors who or talent relations who had a conversation with Vince McMahon, or was it you who went and told Vince McMahon?
2: Um, You know, I... I told him, and we obviously talked as soon as you know it, it all kind of hit the fan. But I, I think you know the way you know our business with the line of communications. That that's something the that doctors also uh, shared with them. Uh, but I, I, I'm not sure if I was the one that actually broke the news first.
0: What did he What did he say? What was that initial conversation like?
2: Oh, I mean, he you know. Regardless of what the tough, tough bastard says, he he's got a lo- lot of love in his heart. So he he immediately, you could see it in his eyes. I, I think he saw terror. He was he was scared. You know, and those are eyes. You know, along with myself, I, I like to think that there's not a lot that intimidates me or scares me. I, I'm able to kind of, you know, suck it up and get it done. Um, but that was one of the first times I ever looked in his eyes. I, I could see fear in his eyes. You know, and. And I think that just, you know, shows the relationship that we have and, you know, the way he looks at me, you know, outside of just being, you know, one of his performers, you know, as a man and as a friend, I I felt, you know, he was genuinely worried. Um, and that's just kind of where it started, where, you know, it was, it was only about me. Don't, don't worry about, you know, don't worry about anything. Just worry about you, your health, um, And that's kind of how it echoed through, you know, through, through the company. That's, that's kind of the, the, uh, you know, the space and, you know, the, the focus I was given to, to get back to where I needed to be, you know, everybody dropped all the Roman stuff and it was immediately about Joe. Um, and, and it didn't just stop with the company, you know, it it was, that was all around the world, you know, with all through the WWE universe, you know, all through social media, It was was outstanding, uh, you know, the way people took to it and the positivity that people sent back to me.
0: Well, now we will have you back on the WWE Network this weekend, last time for The Shield. Um, And, of course, it really does appear that this could actually be the last time for The Shield. So there's an extra sort of layer here in addition to the real-life um, just warm feeling everyone has to see you back, but that from a timing standpoint, with us not necessarily knowing the future of, uh, Dean Ambrose, that this really could be the last time for the Shield. And uh, just from a career standpoint, does that bring more emotions to the table for you this weekend as well?
2: Absolutely, man. You know, and while I was out, you know, there was all this talk about, uh, about Ambrose and, you know what his future entails and that he's not re-signing and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we talked, but we weren't getting into that type of business as far as talking, you know, it was mainly just, you know, how I'm doing, you know, all the little, you know, just small details of what's happening, but nothing major like that. You know, he didn't break any news on me like that. So when I heard that, you know, of course, you know, he's one of my closest friends, you know, I consider him a brother, you know, without blood relations, still a a brother. Um, so yeah, it it, it kind of hit pretty heavy, and it, it made me realize, you know, because in my head, you know, I've just been thinking about my return, thinking about you know the things I want to do and this new purpose of mine, and you know, a few of the the, the goals I want to achieve before my days are done, and a lot of those goals are are centered around a singles run, you know, a solo, you know, uh, position as far as being you know my character. Uh, but once, you know, along with, you know, what's going on with me and then hearing about Ambrose, I knew in my head, yeah, man, if we don't get another one, if we don't do it the way we want to do it one last time, we might not get that chance. You know, regardless of what happens to Ambrose, once we get past this, I really want to focus on. On you know my my individual career and, and pushing myself as a solo star and just building my star in order to help out you know and, and bring as much awareness and and as much you know uh, attention to the platform that I, that I'm trying to uh, you know put a, put light on and you know I, I think that's that's going to be somewhat of a selfish time you know of me thinking. You know, as far as creativity, you know, really working on myself and then working on, you know, those that I can help through our fan base and, and you know, people in need, uh, I don't know how much the Shield has to do with that. And if we're not going to get another shot, then we got to do it now. And, uh, you know, hopefully it comes off great. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty happy with how we were able to get it kind of steered in this direction thus far. Uh, but we'll see it come Sunday.
0: My now my co-host that Guy Greg, who's a huge Roman Reigns fan. I mean, in the in the face of the worst Roman Reigns haters, he stands up proudly. He he has the Shield as a top. Stack Guy Greg, that's that Guy Greg. Yeah, shout out Stack Guy Greg. Thank you, brother. He loves you. Uh Now he he has you guys as a top three all time faction, and we'll be seeing DX go into the Hall of Fame this year. Where do you see the Shield as as an all time faction or stable?
2: I mean, you know, because I think you have to go off sometimes the, you know, the the size of the stable, you know, we're we're a three man group and it it makes for a different dynamic, you know, but I I definitely, I I think we're in the argument for in the top, whether it's top three, top five, I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's entertainment, it's subjective, it's, it's art Uh, What rubs me one way might not do anything for you, you know. So, uh, but I'd like to always think one thing that that our stable did was it took two. Excuse me, it took three new stars, new faces. uh, Two of which may have had a little bit of internet buzz, may have been you know the indie darlings. But when it comes to you know the huge stage where you know a global audience, casual fans, it took three new guys and it made three stars. Uh, And I think it did more for this generation of wrestling than any other one, you know. So uh, and especially considering within this this generation of history, it's just one company. You know, we're not competing with anyone that we we are creating our own competition within our company. Um, So it takes some really special individuals to be able to do that, to keep that competition and, and that work ethic as high as it is. So that's something I'm really proud of with our stable. Is so to go from who the hell are these guys to being household names. I think that uh, you know that's kind of the silver lining of what we've done. All
0: right, a couple last questions. Uh, WrestleMania. Is there anything out there in your mind that, in an ideal world, you would do at WrestleMania uh, in just a few weeks at MetLife Stadium? Uh,
2: You know, I've always prided myself on the main events um you know and obviously the the scheduling and the time frame isn't perfect but for me the main event is being in any match you know it's just being present it's being you know out not up in catering you know that's one thing i i refuse to do you
0: want to be as far away from me as possible if you're if you're trying to be important at wrestlemania you do not want to be sitting by the goal cuts
2: I don't mind seeing you early in the day when we first right. get there, you know, we'll, we'll drop off our bags, take off our ties, have a, have a snack. And then by the time I go out to the ring, I want to know, yep, you're going to be in on the show and you're going to be a huge part of it. So whatever, wherever I fall into place, I'm going to be proud. It's going to be uh, an epic moment for me in my career. Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome situation for my fans. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to really start off that, that singles, uh, you know, phase and really focus in on, on what I want to do in the next few years and just start this snowball effect. And hopefully, you know what I mean? We'll just keep it rolling and, and get bigger and bigger as time goes on. But well, listen, talk, ta-
0: it, talk trash to Rhonda. You could end up in that match.
2: I, I like my arms. You know, <laughs> I like my arms, how they are. Uh, After seeing what she's done to to those other girls and and the way they're swinging those crutches, I don't want any part of them. They they have their own rivalry (laughs) now. I'll, I'll stay on my side of the river.
0: Now, unrelated to Roman Reigns WrestleMania, the buzz recent there has been a lot of buzz about Kofi Kingston. If if it turned out to be a night that ended with Kofi Kingston holding up the WWE Championship, how much happiness would there be in the locker room for that guy?
2: Oh, man, we'd all be we'd be raising some cuffs to Kofi, man. We I think we all love Kofi. You know, I, I honestly think he's one of the most genuine and just chill, nice guys I've ever met in our locker room. He's been around forever. He has probably the most tenure on outside of some of the, you know, guys who've come back and forth as far as the guys who've just been in WWE he's up there. And, and I think it's because his attitude, the way he treats people, he's kind, he, you know, he works hard. He's always got ideas. He's creative. Uh, and he's somebody that I would, you know, I would definitely go to bat for. And, and, and I genuinely can say that I would love to work with him for the rest of my career. You know, if he's in the same company as me, I'm happy. Uh, and I'm super happy for him and, and the New Day. You know, all those guys and you can see it and it translates. They have such a deep love for each other, such a bond, such a brotherhood that they put that group above, you know, anything that they do individually. And I think that's that's the type of, uh, you know, relationships that people connect to and they bond to and, and they see, you know, it's like new day goals. It's like friend goals. People want to be like that. Uh, so it's really cool to see Kofi, someone who's, who's put so much time in, someone who's been grinding for so long, uh, you know, be able to to get the rewards that he's been working for. So I hope the best for him. He's been killing it. I've been watching, you know, the last few weeks, all his stuff all the way through the chamber uh, and it's pretty neat to see uh, you know our fan base get behind him and, and push him into into this position.
0: Last question for you, Roman reigns. um we we got the word this week that Tommaso Ciampa is gonna be out for a long time with a with a pretty serious injury. It's one of those deals where he's right on the verge, started getting an opportunity um on on the main roster and now, uh, it appears he'll be out for a long time. What do you say to someone like that who's grinded for so long and then has a setback at a moment like this? What would your advice be to Tommaso Champa?
2: God, that's tough, man. You know, and, and he's one of those guys. Uh, he's a journeyman, you know. That's put in a lot of time, and he's he, he's he's just put hour after hour into his craft. Uh, I think just stay within himself. You know, don't it's gonna he's gonna feel like on he's on an island. And, you know, like I said, next man up situation, that happens. But this is, there's no off season and we have a network. We have, you know, huge TV partnerships. There's a lot of content that needs to be made. So take his time, get healthy. And once you get healthy, be ready to come back to work because we're going to have a huge spot for him. The work that he's put in, all the dedication, all that time, all that progression, it's it's not just going to be undone. Uh, this WWE, you know, no matter what anybody wants to say, it's not going anywhere. This place is going to be back is going to be, be here when he gets back and he's going to have a nice prominent role. Uh, so just take care of himself, enjoy his time because when you get back, you're going to, we're going to put your ass to work. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) My man, Roman,
0: listen, man, I think I speak for everyone in saying, uh, how happy we are that you're doing better and that you're back. It wasn't the same without you. And I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks.
2: Right on, brother. Thanks for having me, man. All right. Be back.
0: Of course, bud. Catch him Sunday on Fast Lane, and then at WrestleMania in just a few weeks. Roman Reigns. This has been Cheapy.